Psalm 23. Uh, between the great children's lessons that I've been hearing about and the one we had today, and yes, that was a tough act to follow. I'm glad there was a video between it, uh, at least to provide a break. Um, and between how well Psalm, known Psalm 23 is, um, I'm not sure there's a whole lot more uh, for me to add, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, in my experience, Psalm 23 is one of the most often quoted passages of Scripture, uh, but in my experience, it's also one of the most often misquoted passages of Scripture. Uh, I've referenced it countless times uh, over my tenure in messages, uh, but I could not find where I've ever actually devoted an entire message to Psalm 23. Uh, so this is a first in that regard. I led my first funeral in May of 1983, and in the 140 funerals I've led since then, I would say I've used Psalm 23 in at least 50% or more of them. It's just one of those passages that speaks to people in a multitude of life's situations and circumstances. And just to kind of walk back through some of what you've already covered, Psalm 23, obviously, it starts out uh, with my shepherd. And Psalm 23, verse 1, as you've already heard that a couple weeks ago, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And when we think about the whole idea of the Lord being our shepherd, uh, just two things stood out to me as I thought about kind of recapping that. And the first is the role of the shepherd. It's the shepherd's role to lead, to guide, to care for, to protect, to feed, and make sure the sheep have water. Basically, he covers it all for them. And as I thought about it, uh, we're told we have a shepherd. And as you think about the, sh the shepherd, leads, guides, cares for, protects, feeds, waters, all of that kind of stuff. All the sheep need to do is breathe, eat, sleep, and follow the shepherd. Note to self, because we're called his sheep. All we need to do, breathe, eat, sleep, and follow the shepherd. Now, some of you know from personal experience, when we don't follow the shepherd is when things go haywire. All right? Sometimes, uh, obviously, we talked about dark valleys already. I'm going to come back to that. Not all the time, as I'll talk about, but sometimes the reason the sheep end up in a dark valley is why? Because they stop following the shepherd. Not always, but sometimes. So, another note to self, when you find yourself in a dark valley, the first question to ask is, did I stop following? Alright, and we'll come back to that. So, the role of the shepherd is to lead, guide, care, protect, feed, and water. But more importantly to us in this context is who our shepherd is. It says not just we have a shepherd, sometimes people refer to the pastor as a shepherd. Friends, you don't want me as your shepherd. You want him as your shepherd. Trust me. All right, I'm just a poor substitute. I'll do my best, but I'm nothing compared to him. So the Lord, who is our shepherd, is eternal. He is the creator of the universe. As we've heard over and over and over again, he is all-knowing, he is all-powerful, he is ever-present. 
He is loving, he is just, he is perfect, he is righteous, and he is merciful. Friends, don't ever lose sight of the amazing qualities and characteristics of the Lord your shepherd. When things go haywire, when things are uncertain, when the valley seems dark, take a breath, step back and say, wait a minute, I have a shepherd and he is off the chart amazing. So then the next part that you looked at was the whole idea of green meadows. And, and again, not to reteach that whole lesson, but, but the green meadows portion talks about he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And, and again, not to cover everything that Damien covered when he talked about this, uh, but just think about what we just read as we, as we walk through that passage. He makes me lie down. To understand the whole idea makes me lie down. Now, I will say I'm at the season of life where nobody has to make me lie down. It just comes in. Alright? I'm just always looking for a place. Alright? I, I had to miss my afternoon nap yesterday. And it was just like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Uh, but anyway, he makes me lie down. When, it's, when I read that, that, he makes me lie down, it makes me think that he cares for us more than we care for ourselves. There are times he says, hey... You need to take a break, even if we don't stop to think to do it for ourselves. He makes me lie down. He cares for me more than I care for myself. And I need to be reminded of that. Green pastures. And again, I don't know what you associate with green pastures. It may be mosquitoes and ticks. But when I think about green pastures, I think about them representing safety and security. I re they represent healthy nourishment all the provisions that a shepherd could need. So I have a shepherd who cares for me more than I care for myself, who looks to always guide me to places of safety, security, healing, and nourishing, and then moves on and talks about quiet waters. And again, you know, there's just, I, I took my grandson's fishing this weekend, and it's one of those things that sometimes I just, maybe, you know, I like to fish, I, I like to be on the water. The water's a relaxing place. And if I'm stepping on your toes, I, I'm not really even sorry, okay? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not being mean. But I've never quite fully understood getting in your pontoon boat and just driving around in circles. <laughs> but I do understand that the reason that happens is because there's something quiet about just being on the water. And so when I think about the whole idea of a shepherd who cares for me more than I care for myself, who provides everything I need for nourishment, and he guides me to places, if I will follow, that are peaceful and life-giving. And then obviously the next thing that follows from that is he refreshes my soul. We have a shepherd who is all-knowing, all-powerful, who cares for us more than we care for ourselves, and he literally looks to just refresh the very core of our beings. And again, 
For me personally, when I get all frenzied and frazzled, it's not because he's unwilling to refresh my soul. It's because I'm unwilling to follow him to those places. And then it, the, those verses say something interesting. He guides me along right paths. And again, we think of the whole idea of a shepherd. Is he leads the sheep. He doesn't drive the sheep. He leads the sheep. And he looks to guide them along right paths. And when I thought about that passage, to me that's saying, I have a shepherd who does all that other stuff. But he also looks to give me purpose and direction. He guides me that's direction along right paths. That's a sense of purpose because I'm following the shepherd where he wants to take me. And then, again, I know that passage. I've read that passage a gazillion times. I've quoted it and I've misquoted it. But it was good to be reminded that he does it for his name's sake. We have a shepherd who invites me who guides me, who directs me, who equips me to live for his glory. Sometimes we think the shepherd is all about us. But the reason it's all about us is so that we might glorify him. What a great passage. And then, since I took a couple weeks off, i got to catch up. And that was a catch up. And now today's <laughs> message. Dark Valleys. <laughs> And in that passage again, uh, in the NIV, the current NIV version says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, <clears throat> not to date myself, but there was a time when some of us used a different Bible. And some of us learned this passage along these lines. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What a great thought. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, even if that is the very valley of death, we need not fear because he is with us. That verse alone, Psalm 23 verse 4, has been a source of confidence, encouragement, and strength to countless people over the generations. I would venture it may be one of the most quoted, if not the most quoted verse at the bedside of someone who is turned. Darkest valley, he's with you. To the people who are grieving loss, to the people whose lives have just fallen apart, Think about the video who lost everything in some kind of a personal or natural disaster. Yet though I walk through the very valley, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It is also something that people enter in intentionally to dangerous situations. I've heard of people in the military who quote that passage as they enter into battle. I know people in law enforcement who, as they're responding to a call that is violent in nature, recite that verse before they get there. I know people who have it inscribed in medals that they wear around their neck or challenge coins they carry in their pocket. 
I know people actually have it inscribed on their weapon for duty because they want to be reminded that even in the darkest battles, the very most, some of the most difficult situations we can encounter as human beings, they are not alone. And to realize our shepherd offers that to us. Sometimes when we think about the first uh, or the second verse, it talks about green pastures. We, we sometimes want to think that green pastures mean God means God's with us, and dark valleys means He's not. This passage says, well, yeah, sometimes we're in a dark valley because we didn't follow. But it also says sometimes we're in a dark valley and He's right there with us. Need to remember that, folks. A dark valley does not necessarily mean he has abandoned us. But we're also told just because there's a dark valley, there is no need to fear because he is with us. And friends, I trust you caught it when I went through that passage. But it doesn't say, I will be with you. It says, you are, he is, present tense. Just like in Matthew chapter 28 when Jesus was preparing to leave the disciples. He said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. His presence is always present tense. In the green pastures, beside the quiet waters, and in the dark valleys. So as Janelle and Holden and David all said, he's with us in the dark valleys. And he says something interesting. He says, his rod, or your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I've tried in the past to explain the rod and the staff. And this time, thanks to the wonders of Google, how did we write sermons and teach lessons before Google? I just want to know. <laughs> it's just insane. But I found this picture. All right? On the left is a rod. All right? A rod... Think of a billy club. People don't even know what a billy club is anymore. I date myself. But it is a stouter stick, and it is something that you would use to protect the sheep, to whack a wolf upside down. That's a wolf or a bear. But to whack a threat upside of the head. And then you think of the staff, and we all have the picture of the shepherd's staff with the crook on it. But I, but I think of the rod, and I think about that as, as a tool that God uses to protect me from evil. And I think about the staff as a tool God uses to protect me from myself, all right? I, it's something he uses to rescue me. It's something he uses to guide and direct me or pluck me out of a rotten situation that I've put myself in. But to realize my shepherd, your shepherd, when we face dark valleys, he has both of those tools in his toolbox or both of those weapons on his weapon belt. He's prepared to comfort us, he's willing and able to protect us. So just a reminder that he's there for both. Janelle made a comment uh, that I was gonna make had she not. Uh, she made a comment that there are more people here today than there were here last week. And I'm not shaming any of you that were gone because I was gone too, all right? <laughs> And I'm sure, I have no doubt whatsoever, 
that all of you who are not here have already listened to Ron's message from last week. I, I'm convinced of that, all right? Okay, just, just go on, let that sink in. Um, but it was so good, and, and, I, and when I listened to it, I thought, he just preached the Dark Valley's message. And didn't even know he preached the Dark Valley message. All right? So, being the wise person that I am, I will always defer to those who are wiser. All right? And Ron is wiser. So he gave you, he gave us, he gave me four points for dark valleys. So understand when we are in dark valleys, because we have the Lord as our shepherd, we should refuse to see ourselves as a victim because the Lord is our shepherd. We should take action when we're in dark valleys. Follow the Lord, your shepherd. We should let our values drive our behavior. Live like you trust your shepherd. Even in dark valleys. I'm hoping this sounds remotely familiar to some of you, all right? And then, in dark valleys, accept the changes that we must and make the changes that we can. Friends, listen carefully. All right, this is this is worth the price of admission right now. All right, stop, take a breath. All right. If you can't change the darkness, then get closer to the shepherd. Because sometimes we cannot change the darkness, but we can always seek to draw closer to the shepherd. Now. It's interesting, Janelle started out talking about being afraid of the dark. Now, to look at the fact that I'm relatively larger than some folks, and I have a face that could scare some folks, I always found it interesting that the dark was a little more intimidating to me in spite of my size and my looks, if I was alone. Now, the person with me could be a toddler, or it could be Damien, or anything in between, but just being with someone else, I was a little less intimidated by the dark. And I think, Steve, when it's dark, you're not alone. Just get closer to the shepherd. Pray with me. Father, what an amazing passage. And it is one that, again, most of us have looked at, listened to, read, prayed through, leaned on countless times over the course of our lives. But, Father, we would be wise if we continued to look to it, to lean on it, to absorb it, to live it out. For the rest of our lives. We have the opportunity. To call the Lord our God. The creator of heaven and earth. Our shepherd. And as our shepherd. He will care for us. Better than we could ever care for ourselves. 
He will guide us to green pastures. He will guide us beside quiet waters. He will look to refresh and restore us. But he will also protect us with his rod and guide us with his staff in the darkest of battles. And he is always willing to be with us. We thank you for that promise. And we ask that you help us to live within that promise. In Jesus' name, amen.